Are Greg and Maya professional reviewers? Absolutely not. Like amateurs at best, but it's okay because they're funny, smart, and kind of adorable. Bless their hearts. So sit back, relax, and tune into this week's episode of All Cued Up. How's it, non-binary pals? Welcome to All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services. On today's show, Echo, potentially season one, could be just one show, who knows? Anyway, uh, episode five of Percy Jackson, and today's discussion topic, y'all, we gotta stop as a society watching reels and TikToks about the absolute dumbest fucking life hacks. We, we gotta stop. It's, it's everywhere and it's annoying. But first, I'm Greg, that's Maya. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, God, this room is almost 100% complete. Uh, this oh, yeah, weekend. You're sending pictures of that progress. Yeah, yeah. This weekend, uh, Misty and I, we went at, we went at it. Uh, and then after we were done, <laughs> um, basically organized this room because you know this is this is where this is i don't know what to call it it used to be a dining room but when chastity and gary lived here it was their office where they operated their business out of and now it's not just an office because you know yes misty works from home and she has her workstation over there her pc uh, to the right of me, uh, then I have this station here, and this is where you know we do the podcast. But I also have my hobby stuff. You know, I have my workbench to the left of me, uh, which is filled with everything that I need to paint miniatures or build dioramas. Uh, you know, and I got some artwork up. And then, of course, you know, behind me, along two walls, I have collectibles. Like, mass amounts of toys. And then on this third wall, there's built-in shelves where I have books on the bottom. And then fucking action figures on individual shelves, you know, all across in the compartments there. So, regardless, I don't know what to call it. The, the hobby room, I guess. But it's more than that. But we got a lot of progress made in here this weekend. Uh, decorated, hung up some original wall art, uh, hung up my disc plates, uh, arranged the workbench, put everything on the pegboard, arranged all my paints, got all my paints up on the fucking disc, and got these wonderful acrylic uh, racks from Amazon that are designed for nail polish. Like salons will hang nail polish uh-huh. on the wall. Uh, I got 12 of those and I've got seven of them completely filled with paints. Uh, and, you know, I've got five spares. So as I add more paint, I can hang more fucking shelves. And the great thing is, is they don't take up a lot of space. They literally protrude like an inch and a half from the wall. Um, but we got a lot of progress done. Uh, a lot of uh, 
like my workbench, my bottom, my bottom part of my workbench, the, the shelf. Uh, I have my hot wire, phone cutter, uh, foam, cardboard, things like that that I work and build dioramas out of. And then in front of all that is literally boxes upon boxes upon boxes of miniatures to paint. Like all the miniatures from that Witcher Kickstarter yeah, uh, all my miniatures from my fucking Drakenheim, the first Drakenheim Kickstarter, got an email update last night that the newest one is getting ready to ship. They said finalize your shipping address by Monday because after that they're shipping out. You can't change it, so that'll be great. So I'll have more miniatures coming from that, including one that's just ginormous, like ten or twelve inches tall. Um. Just incredible. Uh, but yeah, got got all that organized, and it's just like, I just need to fucking unpack the Gundams that I'm going to put on display and put on that one shelf, and do a couple of other things, unbox a couple of other things, and this room's almost completed. It feels fucking good. It's just, it's overwhelming, because I would come in here, like yesterday I came in here, I was like, I want to work in the hobby room some. I want to unpack some shit. And I got in here and I was just like, fuck this, this is too much to do this evening. Because, <laughs> and, and, you know, when you look at it, it's like, okay, I don't have a lot to do. But once you start going, you realize oh, how much more you do have to do. And it's just like, okay, I'm starting to get a little overwhelmed here. Yeah. So I've just been working on it a little bit at a time because it's not been a priority. But it's gotten to the point where I really miss painting because that is like my zen place. Yeah. Like I just lose myself and I can lose track and work for hours on a, a miniature or a model or you know just whatever whatever project I'm working on if I, if I want to build something I just can lose myself for hours and pass the time and I love it and I miss it but uh, definitely want to get back to doing that I've got just a few more things you know I've got some shelves I still need to like my Star Wars shelves, uh, all my Black Series figures, I had them up. But the problem was, where the workbench used to be, uh, what, no, there was a cabinet uh, where my artwork is. And the cats would get on the cabinet, they would climb the boxes to get on the cabinet, jump to the air conditioner, and then jump to the fucking shelves. And they would knock shit down. And some of the things they've knocked down, I've not picked back up, but I need to do that. Holy shit, do I need to do that? I just see a couple of things up there that needs to be done. Put my Lego tall neck up there last night from Horizon Zero, or Horizon Forbidden West, the Lego set. Yeah. <clears throat> Got it out and put it up there, so that looks nice. Put it up there with... Uh, Din Djarin's Mandalorian or Inabu Starfighter his customized hot rod of a starship. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the room's coming along great. Uh, watched football this weekend. 
Uh, you know, regular season's over. Playoffs start this Saturday. Let's go Niners, baby. Uh, I know it's not well, this, this weekend doesn't matter with the Niners, but still. Yeah, yeah, they got a bye week, don't they? Yep. They got that number one seed. Yeah. I was so confused because I texted you on, I think it was Sunday, about how it's decided who the Niners go against. And I did <laughs> that shit like eight fucking times. I couldn't get a direct answer. Because uh, so there wasn't a direct answer, really. Well, it's not because I know that one of the three teams that wins this weekend's games is going to go against the Niners. But I was like, mm-hmm. who? And the only thing I could see was like bottom seed. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I'm sitting there thinking, like, is it the team that scores, scores the lowest out of the three winning teams? Like, what does that constitute? And what it is, is that each team has a seed number, right? Because mm-hmm. there's seven teams total going into the playoffs. Or yep. this, I'm sorry, on, on, the, on each, each uh, conference. Yeah. And, and they're the one seed, so they get the bye. They don't play in the first week. So in the wild court round, I think two plays six, three plays five, and... Mm-hmm. So whichever team out of those six is two the place lowest seven, seed. Two plays seven, three plays six, and four plays five. Right. And so, the lowest, the lowest uh, team that makes it through is who plays San Francisco. Right. And but at first, the same goes for same goes for Baltimore and the AFC. Correct. I think. I think at this point. I think it's going to come down. I think the AFC Championship game is going to come down between Baltimore and Cleveland. Yes, I agree with that. And that'll be a matchup for hell because you're looking at the out-of-retirement former former quarterback of Baltimore who won a Super Bowl with Baltimore. Uh Coach, you know, now leading the Browns, who have been injury plagued, and they've gone through four starting quarterbacks this year, but they've got a nasty fucking defense. But Baltimore has a great offense, but they got a great defense too. So I want to see the, see it come down between them. And honestly, I think we're just going to see uh, Dallas and San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. And I see, think I San don't. Francisco's going to take it. I think it's going to be San Francisco uh, Lions. Do you think Detroit's going to make it? Oh, yeah. I want to see Detroit make it. I would rather see San Francisco and Detroit than San Francisco and Dallas. But it would also be funny to have Dallas lose to San Francisco again for the third year in a row. Sure. Like, don't get me wrong. If it, <laughs> if it comes down to that, great. But <laughs> on the other hand, it's like, realistically, I just think out of, like, out of all the teams – Detroit's better. They're just better. The they Cowboys, are better, but they have been playing inconsistently the past four weeks, so that's why I'm worried about them. No, well, I think I think I think a lot of that is like because the Niners lost their season finale game, if you will, and people are like, "Well, how are they going to do in the playoffs?" And it's like that wasn't even our fucking first year. Like no, they played fucking, all their they rested their starters because they wanted dude, them healthy. It was hilarious because during the during the the the, the uh, footage of the game, like they would just have the camera on Purdy or Kittle or McCaffrey just in regular ass fucking clothes. Or <laughs> like Debo. they didn't suit up. I didn't see Debo there. I like maybe I missed it, but I just didn't see Debo. <laughs> it was funny though because my my fucking 
brother was talking shit, and I'm like, dude, there's there's nothing to talk shit about. He's like, why? And I'm like, yeah. Most most of the teams that played this weekend that had already clinched the playoffs or clinched their division, yeah, sat didn't. their starters. Yeah. Well, you don't. That, yeah, that, that's the logical fucking thing to do. When I told him that, he just goes, "Oh, that makes sense." I was like, "Yeah, I don't know why you didn't think of that in the first place." Then again, they were oh, well, they were all about that fucking Raider game on uh, Sunday. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, yeah, I was happy they won, uh, but. I mean, what were you playing for? Second place? Second place in your division. Woo, you can claim that, but... Well, I think part of that from what... what, eight years in a row now? Kansas City has won the division outright? Yeah. Well, I like I was, I was talking to them because I was like, I wanted to, you know, I always want to gear their, their opinion and reaction on it. And a lot of it is like, we want to win so that way AP has a higher chance of becoming the head coach. Uh, he's done a fine job, you know. I mean, he finished, he coached nine games. He finished five and four. How many Raiders coaches in the past 10 years? I'll go back. How many Raiders coaches since 2003 in the past 20 fucking years can say they finished with a plus 500 record? Right. Jack That's- Del Rio. That's why they were. That's why Jack they were Del Rio leading. finished thirteen and or twelve and four that one year, the year the car broke his ankle in Indianapolis on Christmas Eve. That he was in the talks for the MVP, and they went to the playoffs, uh, and then lost and to the Texans, I think. Um, let's see who else had a winning record. Uh, did Gruden ever have a winning record in the two and a half seasons where he came back? I have no fucking clue. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I honestly, I'm, I gotta look this up now, but anyway, that enough is, about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you were talking about, you watched football. So anything yeah, else? I watched football. Or, uh, but yeah, I mean, Took the Christmas tree down Saturday. We left it up for a while. Uh, but. Yeah, it's pretty much pretty much it. Uh, you know. And it rained a lot here yesterday and the day before. So they actually had like minor flooding in places so school was closed yesterday um but madison you know she went back to school today uh misty's already got her hours in for the week things are good uh yeah how was your week it was good it's uh you know not a whole lot of new shit happened uh my brother for like two weeks straight has been having shoulder issues. Like it's getting, it was progressively getting worse. Um, his job, he has to take boxes off of a high shelf. So he was, you know, reaching up constantly. And the problem is, is that the job he had prior to this one, the trucking job, it was, uh, it was just driving a truck and maybe pulling a pallet out with a pallet jack. That was it. Um, but now that he has to do this job, which is like 
drive to the location, get the boxes out the back, bring them inside, and like either put them in place or stock them, one of the two. That's what they have to do. He was overusing a shoulder. Mm. And uh, so he went to the doctor, and she, the, they were like, we don't see any cracks or broken bones or anything like that, so you're good there. And we don't see any dislocations. But what it could be is one of two things. Is um, uh, it's a it's a muscle tear or it's a ligament tear. I think it's a ligament tear because he's still able to like. There's still a lot he can do with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he applied for um, what's it called? Uh, since it's a job work related injury, workers comp. There we go. So he applied for workers' comp that he was approved for that, but they still wanted him to work because he it wasn't something where he couldn't do certain jobs. So now now what he does every day is that from four to one, four AM to one PM, he's uh at the warehouse where they usually get all the stuff into the trucks, just sweeping. Just listening to music and sweeping. I'm like, that's rough, dude. It's fucking Jesus. rough. Um but uh uh, other than that, I, I I have a list of anime, of animes that I've always wanted to watch, or animes that have always been recommended to me, and I've always wanted to watch them, and I just never got around to it. So one day I'm kind of scrolling through uh, Twitter or something, and, and something reminds me of it, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm actually going to sit down and watch the first five episodes of the show, and then if I if I'm into it, I'll keep going. By episode two, I was in. Something happened at the end of episode two, and I'm like, well, now I got to fuck. What the fuck is that? Um, and so I watched all of uh, Neon, Ge- Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is an old 1995 anime, or 96, one of the two. Um, really enjoyed it until I got to the last two episodes. And it was so fucking esoteric that I was like, I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to mean. Like, I have an idea, but it's so off the wall. And, but it doesn't conclude anything. Like, that was the problem with it. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, that's the last episode? Like, I could get if that's, like, a penultimate episode. Because it's just weird and esoteric. Because the whole anime is weird and esoteric. But, um, so I did some Googling. And I, t- I sent you a message about this. Because it is so fucking weird. So back in 1995, they did 26 episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And the two last episodes were so esoteric and weird that it kind of pissed off everybody. They were just like, it doesn't make any sense. It's unsatisfying. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with that? So the creator was like, okay, I'll do an ending that's a bit different, but it's not going to be like the two endings you've already had, whether it be the manga or the anime. So he did a, he did two more episodes. Um, and he called them 25 and 26. Like, they have that number distinction on them. Yeah. However, in America, we got those that we got that we got those two episodes as a movie called "The End of Evangelion," and those two movies conclude a story. Like they are the end. Is it still weird and esoteric and kind of bizarre? Hundred percent. Does it still require you to go to YouTube and be like, "Explain this shit to me" because I'm too fucking stupid to understand what the fuck any of it's supposed to mean? Yes, yeah. God, yes. Um. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, so what the fuck is this other thing on Netflix? Because that's the thing. I Googled watch Evangelion and it was like 
Prime, uh, uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix? I'm like, okay, which one is the 1995 cartoon? Not cartoon, but uh, original like anime. I was like, that's Netflix. Cool. So I go to Netflix and there's the whole show with 26 episodes. I was like, that's easy. But I noticed two other movies. There was um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Death and Rebirth. And then Neon Genesis, or sorry, uh, the end of at uh, the end of uh, uh, Evangelion. So I'm like, okay, well, I got that this show is that, and that the end of Evangelion is the two last episodes redone or kind of fixed or what the fuck everyone call it. What the fuck is Death and Rebirth? Oh, it's just a recap of the twenty six or the tw- the first twenty four episodes. That's all it is. Okay, fucking rad. All right, I got that figured out. Then what the fuck is on Prime? Because it was not titled Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is the thing. It has four movies. What the fuck is that? Well, back in 2006, the creator wanted to make a more uh, a, a crisper-looking animation with a little bit of 3D kind of added into the animation. Um, make things look a bit more dynamic. But he also wanted to tell a more cohesive, concentrated plot versus what the anime and manga had done. So he comes out with uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion um, 1.0, You Are Not Alone, and not being in parentheses. I'm like, rad. There's 2.0, has a different title with the word not in parentheses in the middle of the sentence, and then 3.0. It was cool. Thumbs up. Nito Frito Bandito. But I also noticed that in 2001, he has Neon Genesis 3.0 plus 1.0. What the fuck is that? So I had to do some serious research because I'm like, this none of it makes sense. So here's the long and short of it. Comes out with the manga in 1989 to 1990. It's so popular that in 95, it was, it was created into an anime. But he changed the ending of the anime from the manga. So he redid those last two episodes, which was released here in America as a movie. The other movie that came out, which was like a Suncoast or whatever kind of movie, was the the recap of the first 24 episodes. So now you have the manga, which has a different ending, and now you have the anime, which has a different ending. In the future, he wants to do a new one that's kind of crisper. So he creates 1.0, 3.0, or 2.0, and 3.0. However, those that the ending of those felt a little too quick. So then he decides, hey, guys, I granted, you know, 3.0 came out in, in 2015. I'm going to take a few years to make a fourth movie, which instead of just calling it 4.0, he's going to do 3.0 and one point, plus 1.0. Being four, right? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, then he also comes out with a director's cut of all three of the first three movies, which are 1.11, 2.22, 3.2, 3.33, and then also the one that came out in 2021, which is the fourth movie, which ends the whole fucking thing. Homie, stop. You're done. Let Evangelion rest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. There's more cuts of that shit than there are Blade Runner. What the hell? I dude, it was wild to me. Like, and here's the crazy part. Because I, I like I did some reading. The movies, those four movies, have a different ending than the manga or the anime. Yeah, there's four individual endings to Neon Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I'm like, that's that's too too many. <laughs> I get having a different ending than the manga. That makes sense. I've seen that a yeah. hundred fucking times. But 
Like, people have even said that the video game that came out of the N64 has a different ending. I would, I did a little research on that. It's like, homie. But yeah, I finished all the, all the anime, then the movie. I do, there's a part of me that really wants to see the series of films, the four films that he came out with that on Prime, which I probably will, but Jesus Christ, man. I was like, that that ain't the most confusing shit ever. I don't know what is. I was like, thank God for Google, because I'd have been lost like shit. I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. With that being said, I highly recommend watching the anime all the way through, even the last two episodes, and then watching End of Evangelion. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's super unique. Um, it's a... It has a lot of messages, like a lot of themes that I think are a lot of fun. And I kept calling it the Watchmen of anime when I was talking to Maya about it because something that stood out to me in it is that it's a deconstruction of the mecha genre that is in anime. You know, your Gundams and your Gundams. Um, I genuinely (laughs) can't think of any other, like Big O maybe, but... um, it's great in that. It's great in that it does that. And, uh, but then also like the themes of loneliness and isolation and individuality and all that kind of stuff is so important throughout the entire story. Um, and I just like, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I really do. It is, it is an anime that is smarter than you. Straight the fuck up. It'll always be that way. People can do as many fucking videos as they want on breaking it down, but those breakdowns are not from one mind. That was a consensus of people that all picked up different things from it and then compiled them together. Yeah. Like, I'll even admit, I had to watch videos. Because I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Is it meant up to interpretation? Like, what this up? But, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was a fucking trip. It's really funny, too, because I almost never watch an entire series in one sitting anymore um a lot of that has to do with like i just don't have the 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 patience unless i'm really 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 into something and if i can if i've watched an entire anime in two days you know that shit's good because it was a lot of like at the end of every episode i'm like i got what the fuck happens next like, what the fuck was that? Like, it's a lot of that. Yeah. So. But, uh, oh, and I just want to make it clear. I'm really good at predicting what things are and what they mean. Mm-hmm. I was wrong every fucking step of the way. Jesus. Yeah. So. Highly recommend it. If you got the time. And just I mean, for, I have time. I was like, just for clarification, you don't have to watch the movies which are on Prime. I'm curious after having watched the show, but the entire show is on Netflix, and all you got to do is watch the '90s cartoon or the '90s cartoon, the '90s anime, which is 26 episodes, and then the end of Evangelion. That's all you have to watch. Didn't Netflix redo it a couple of years ago with all new voice cast? Sort of, sort of, yes, and sort of no. So one of the things that they did was they when they tried to get it on the on the on um, streaming. Um, the biggest hurdle they came across was that some of the episodes dubbing was a little off. Like it was, um, 
it wasn't laid out correctly. So what they did was they tried to find the actors who did the voices in the 90s to the American voices to come back and, and do a redubbing. Um, the problem is, is that a lot of fans have already hated that dubbing because they feel like it ruins uh, ruins some of the relationships that people have had in, in the story. I kind of understand what they're talking about because I had subtitles on while I was watching it. But the subtitles are paired to the Japanese voices, not the American. So there's a few times where the word love is left out. Where it should have been used in the American dub, because that changes kind of the, that changes the dynamic of that relationship just a little bit. But if you pick up on nuances and subtleties, you'll pick it up regardless. Uh, the other thing that I guess kind of sucks is that they couldn't get the rights to the uh, song for the um, end credits, which is like. Uh, a more melancholy version of Fly Me to the Moon. Like kind of how uh, um, the song for Donnie Darko, I can never remember the title of it. Which one? The most famous one. The uh, Well. Is it Flock of Seagulls? I think it was Flock of Seagulls song originally. Are you sure? I think it's Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Yeah, sorry. It's Tears for Fears originally. And then it was done as a much more melancholy, slow version. Is kind of what this Fly Me to the Moon is. Because I went to YouTube and looked it up. But for Netflix, they couldn't get the rights to it. So they had to replace that song with with just like a piano. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't really change much personally. Like, I guess it sets a tone. But... Yeah, it's it's. I can knock it off my bucket list. Like, just to give you some context, Maya. Um, so I have the list here of animes I need to watch, which I originally started this this uh, this thing in 2015, just to give you context. So I have Dead Man Wonderland, Tokyo Majin, Dura Dura, Paranoia Agent, Gurren Lagann, Ponyo, The Wind Rises, Bakano, uh, Parasite, High School DD, or DXD. Tokyo Ghoul, Mob Psycho 100, Overlord, The Devil is a Part-Timer. Those are all the ones on that list. And I'm still watching new animes currently. Like, you know, I've been watching Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero Academia. Um, I was wa- uh, watching uh, one on on Hulu called uh, uh, Unlock Undead. So, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ Superstar. But anyway... Um, that was my week. <laughs> Got you. Other other than that, is that dialysis and fr- having frustrating moments with my parents. So nothing to know, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of quickly review uh, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. All right. So um, before we get to our reviews, I do have that topic because. Well, I'm sitting here talking, my brain kind of needs something to focus on in a weird way to be able to hear someone's voice, to like hear it and absorb it. So I usually watch reels on Instagram or Facebook. And I come across really, really dumb ones from time to time. Primarily, fucking 
the absolute most brain dead fucking life hacks I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! Like I was watching a guy. He took a pair of needle nose pliers and he cuts off the cuts off one side, and then he takes a sander or something like that, and he kind of narrows the sander down to more of an angle of like a forty five degree angle, and then cuts the center of it. To have like maybe a quarter a quarter inch gap, and it's only about maybe half an inch into the piece. Then the mm-hmm. other, I guess you call it a tooth. I don't know what to fucking call that, but the other side of the needle of those priors, he heats it up until he can bend it, and so he bends it down till it's about ninety degrees, but just from the tip. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with this? It was to take a fucking nail out of a board. Like, we don't already have tools for that. Like, a hammer. And if you give me a fucking food life hack, you can shove it up your ass. Yeah, these fucking... I I remember watching recently, I don't remember how recently, but Rhett and Link testing life hacks on a good mythical moor. And, like, most of that shit just doesn't fucking work. No. It fucking is, it's like, oh, do this. It'll make your life easier. Let let me show you how. They're doing it for clicks. They're fucking doing it just because, uh, I don't know, people get bored. But the shit, there's, there's reasons that certain things have been done certain ways and are traditionally done those ways because it's usually easier anyway than most of these fucking life hacks. I hate the fucking term life hack. Yeah. Uh, I hate that term so fucking much. I don't know who coined it, but they deserve to be kicked in their genitalia. <laughs> Hard. It's 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 mainly frustrating because it's like, the, the the people that are always doing these quote unquote life hacks, they they're completely missing the point or the, the idea that we have the the stuff to do that thing that they're trying to quote unquote life hack. We have yeah, the tools yeah. for that. And they aren't either A expensive or B hard to get. And some people already have them in their fucking home. Yeah. It makes little to no fucking sense that it is even a thing that people think about. Mm. Frustrating, fucking frustrating. So no, yeah, it just... is. It, it's it's horrible. Well, that... What are some more examples of? I don't know. Terrible life hacks. Let's just Google it. Terrible life hacks. I mean, I I don't know. Like <laughs> all of them. Um. I just you know the ones that I see on fucking Instagram are. Not as bad as the ones I see on Facebook. I don't know what it is, but like if I'm scrolling down Facebook and on Reels, just watching stupid shit, it's usually fucking dumb, mind-numbing. Hey, look, I put I put this shit in slime. Watch me push it around. I'm like, ooh, the fucking baby part of my brain where if you jingle keys, it gets that attention part of my brain just spikes. I heard everything this, you said, though, so that's the important part. <laughs> this, this is funny. Here's a cooking hack. If you put too much water in your rice, you just toss a few foams in there. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I'm looking at reels right now, and it's it's mostly okay. It's a I think I'm on Facebook. No, I'm on Instagram. That's why. That's why they're okay. Hang on. Yeah. Um, let's see. Scrolling. <laughs> Life hack: If you drink box wine and you're not able to make it home, blow up the bag and use it as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh. Oh, here's one. Now, this is this is a list that I pulled up. Life hacks that are so bad they're actually funny. <laughs> so they're like coffee get cold, heated up on a stove, and it's a paper paper cup of coffee on a fucking electric stove. Eye. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Stove. I see a lot of like construction life hacks too, or like people are like at their home trying to make a thing. Yeah, and I and that's the problem with life hacks is that it doesn't tell you what it's for. They're just making a thing, and you're like, "What are they making? This is interesting. Like, why are they tearing yeah, apart this fascinating fucking thing?" To, it's fascinating to watch the process, and then you see what they're actually doing with said fucking makeshift. I'm mad at myself. Created. It's like <laughs> you could. Yeah, yeah. It's like, huh? You know, a hammer would have fucking done that. Right. Don't have a hammer. MacGyver, stop trying to be MacGyver for clicks. That's, I think that's what it is. It's like they're trying so hard to get views and clicks for money that they just do the dumbest possible shit. The food ones drive me nuts because it's always like, did you know if you put all these ingredients in a fucking tin, you can make a casserole that people really enjoy? And I'm like, no one's eating that. You just put fucking dry noodles and raw chicken into a pan. With like a block of fucking Velveeta, Velveeta, and said like, "Here's a cool way to make mac and cheese. Go fuck yourself." Oh, those are the worst. Those fucking like oh, on my old Facebook page, I kept getting those pop up. They would like I would scroll through in my in in my feed. They would just be there, and I don't even remember who they were. I, I was so angry because they would throw just shit. They would get roasting pans. And dump out all the ingredients, but they wouldn't mix the ingredients. They just lay them all next to each other, then dump water on it and fucking cook it and stir it up, and it looked like ass. And it's just like <laughs> this is such a great meal. Like fuck you. Like I'm seeing one right now. <laughs> so dumb. So I see somebody had they have a um, they have a big old bolt in a. Uh... Give me two seconds. Hang on. Uh, sorry, my dad's texting me about about dialysis. It is important, but um, it'll take two seconds. You're good. You're good. Um, I'm scrolling through the list here. Here's one life hack: instead of cleaning the dishes, print out a picture of a clean sink and just place it on top of your dirty dishes. That's a good way to fucking piss your wife off. And here's um, the best life hack: find ten million dollars on the sidewalk. Yeah, there you go. That's I don't know what you're hacking, but um, so okay. So what they're doing is they put a they put a bolt in a in a in a vice grip. They put a washer down and then two wired, uh, not wired, but two um, two metal like wire string sort of things without the plastic on them, so the everything's exposed. 
Um, they put two down that are parallel, and then uh, at exactly 90 degrees on that, they put two more on top of them, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, what are they making? They put another washer on top, then put four more of those in like different directions, so that way every single wire is facing out at a different direction, and then put another washer on top of that. And I'm like, oh, they're making a fucking like wire sandwich? Like, what are we doing? Then they put a fucking... Um, uh, uh, the the top of a bolt screw, like the I don't know what to call that piece, the nut. Yeah, the nut. Mm-hmm. They put a nut on top of that and tighten it as hard as they can. And the final okay. shot is them using the bolt in a fucking screwdriver to have like a sander. Hmm. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Mm. Yeah, man. It's so, it's just like, as a society, we got to stop giving them views. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> Life hack. Tired of the neighbor's noisy kids playing in front of your house? Sign up as a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty That's funny. fucking hilarious. <clears throat> Speaking of hilarious, on a side note, you just reminded me with the whole sex offender thing. You heard, I told you about fucking, uh. Arguably the most depressing news coming from it, but... Um, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking went to the... So, that flight list. So, I have all 118 pages on my phone. I haven't read them all, but people have. And I've literally jotted down every single name that appears in those flight logs. It's a lot of people that own businesses that you wouldn't have heard about before. Like, if you Google their name, you can see what they own and, and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of them are millionaires. Some are billionaires, but... Um, a lot of names appear on that list. Uh, Trump is on the list seven times. Uh, Clinton is on it like 22, 23 times, something like that. But, but Hawking is on there like, like fucking 40. It's insane. He's on there a bunch. And, um, and keep in mind, this is one of the planes that went to the island. Will we get more in the future? Fingers crossed. Um, because in my opinion, every name that appears on that list, they, those people should be shamed into the fucking ground. Has it completely sullied Stephen Hawking's image? A thousand percent. But we have to keep in mind, there are a lot of scientific advancements that he helped usher in. And those need to be still celebrated through other scientists that kind of took the baton and made it better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I read about him having a fetish for is just really fucked up. It's super fucked up. There's a part of it that's also like, I can't quite explain why it's funny because it's fucked up. It's really, really fucked up. So I'm going to explain it. And I need you to keep in mind, there's a part of it in my mind that is funny. And (laughs) so I'm not laughing at what he's doing. I'm laughing at something else and I'll explain it. Okay. So what it is, is he, one of his favorite things to do at the Island that was, and again, this is only in one deposition by one person for the entire, uh, Jessalyn Maxwell case or Jessalyn or what the fuck, how you pronounce her name. Um, and she, uh, this, this one person is the only one who has said it. So take it with a grain of salt, but, I want it. I'm I'm saying it's true because fuck it, why not? Uh, 
um, what uh, uh, what he would like to do when he'd go to the island is it'd be about it'd be two or three little people trying to solve a very complex equation that they likely won't be able to solve on an up too high chalkboard. They had a stool that was kind of wobbly, or they'd have to climb on top of each other. And all I think about, whenever I think about this, is him just going like, ha, 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 you'll never solve that equation. <laughs> that, that is what's making me laugh. <clears throat> just that not robotic voice. Uh, yeah. I'm not laughing at the little people. I'm not laughing at him being a piece of shit with it. I'm laughing at, like, the absurdity of a man who cannot move. He cannot use his voice. And using the rope, jollies off, <laughs> fucking laughing at people that can move but can't reach. Oh my god, dude! Like it's, Ugh. it's the second I heard that, I started laughing, and I told my parents, and they're just like, "Why is that funny?" And I'm like, "The absurdity of it! Like the whole thing is funny." And, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it just. And that's the thing is that he. It's also said that he really liked their orgies there. Now, if you know anything about Epstein Island orgies, there's a lot of fucking underage girls there. So, let's just throw that on the pile. I guess the only positive thing—that's the prevalent rumor. The only positive thing I guess we can kind of take out of this whole thing is that the little people were adults. So I don't know. Yeah, it's not like he was, you know, sticking his fingers in kids that we know of. Yeah. In, in my in my opinion, if you go to Epstein Island, you, you either knew about it or did it. One of the two. So go fuck yourself. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's that whole thing. How did we get on that topic? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Life hacks and <laughs> here's a here's a life hack. Don't go to Epstein Island. <laughs> Oh, I love how people are like, well, it should be crystal clear that Epstein didn't kill himself with all this information coming out. I'm like, nobody, not a single person, left or right, thinks Epstein killed himself. I assure you that. That ain't the problem. The problem is, is who killed him? Anyway. Anyway. Wait, Epstein didn't kill himself? <laughs> Maya. I thought he hung himself in his jail cell. Are you being serious right now? I don't know. Emma. <laughs> I was like, I can't tell. I can't tell. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I'm just going to let you simmer in it and marinate. You can simmer these nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know this whole this whole fucking court case, this entire situation with that, like it's just been sickening and fascinating at the exact same time. It's like watching a fucking true crime crime doc where a guy like killed his entire family. You're like, I gotta know why, but I'm also like fucking disgusted. It's it's that whole attitude, and I'm not spending that much time on it because I'd like to have sanity. Yeah. So, but what what do you say about us reviewing some shit, huh? Uh, well, like literal shit or? Yeah, I took a poop this morning. It was, uh, it was solid. Oh, so uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not cool. 
Uh, why don't we go ahead and review Echo? Okay, well, we can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I'm just going to give a brief synopsis premise behind the series. Uh, Echo uh, follows the character of Maya Lopez. Five months, set five months after the events of Hawkeye, which also was released on Disney Plus uh, around Thanksgiving or Christmas of 2021. So a little over two years ago. Uh, she's being pursued by Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. She's being pursued by agents from his organization, leading her to return to her hometown in Oklahoma, where she must come to terms with her past and reconnect with her Native American roots and embrace her family and community. Uh, doing this while she's on the run, also avoiding her family because she doesn't want to bring the trouble that she's in onto them. Plus, as we find out, you know, like basically <clears throat> the only family she had left kind of treated her like a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, there's an explanation to that, and a there is, there is. I mean, it's and the, the good thing I like about that explanation is that nobody who fucked over Maya, like, didn't take in that account. Like they they were like, I know I fucked up, so I like that. Yeah, there's accountabil- accountability. Yeah, That's the word I was looking for. Like accountability, I don't know. but yeah, I um, yeah, I appreciate the the aspect of that. I think a lot, a lot of the problem that I see with uh, shows that want to kind of delve into a minority or the, the history or culture of a minority is that it takes sometimes too much of a front seat. <clears throat> To the, to the main plot. The main plot of this is Maya on the run. Maya, you know, having that history of Kingpin and all that shit. And that is the main story of this. That's the focus. But then there's also stuff that has to do with her Native American culture. Which, it's funny because it's Cherokee in the comic, but Choctaw in the, in the show. Which, I don't get why the change in that. But, um, uh... The thing that I enjoyed about that was that her heritage was, I don't want to sound like one of those dude bros online that's like, you know what I'm trying to say? You know, you know what I'm getting at? Like, they're like, oh, there was too much wokeness. Like, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is there are some shows that we've watched where the heritage is an important part. Like, I think that's why the first Black Panther movie was so good to people is because the African culture that was exuded in that film was not the main plot. And her heritage and her ancestry was not the main plot of the show. That's why it worked so well. Does that make sense? No, no, I get it. <clears throat> um, she, uh, the way they treated her in his ancestry and heritage, though, uh, was very respectful. Um, 
in fact, when they wrote the scripts, they submitted the scripts for approval to the Choctaw Nation tribe in Oklahoma. And they said, if there's anything that we need to change, let us know. But, you know, we want to portray your people accurately as possible, respectfully as possible. Yeah. So they, they, they took a lot of care into that, um, which I think, you know, was wonderful. And, yeah, each episode opens up with something like the first episode opens up with the Choctaw, the, the origin of the Choctaw people. Uh, you see that flashback. And then in the second episode, you see it open up with um, essentially uh, Choctaw society and highly advanced for 1200 AD, you know, very civilized. Uh, you see that uh, in a flashback and see how they had to, how they came to be exiled and why they did become nomadic. Uh, then, you know, you see one set in the time of, uh, what were the, what were they called? The, which thing? The, 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 were they called the light horsemen or, Oh, um, was it Light's Hor- Light Horseman? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know Let what you're talking about. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. And... Because <clears throat> yeah, it was like a cool little, like... Yeah, the Light Horseman. Okay, yeah, because they uh, presented it like it was a little... Were- um, uh, they were they were the uh the the there were the five civilized tribes of the United States. Uh it was the name that they gave to their mounted police force. The Light Horse were generally organized into companies and assigned to different districts. The most famous were the Cherokee Light Horsemen, which had their origins in Georgia, although the mounted police were disbanded when the five civilized tribes lost their tribal lands in the late nineteenth century and their independence in nineteen oh six. Some tribes still use the light horse name for elements of their police forces. And we had the Cherokee light horse, the Chickasaw light horse, the Choctaw light horse, the Creek light horse, and the Seminole light horse. There you so, go. So, yeah. <clears throat> but I liked how they presented, brief, presented brief it like, a, like an old uh, silent film. Yes, because, you know, of course, the main character in Maya Lopez being uh, uh, deaf... Um, so, you know, presented as a silent film in the flashback. So, you know, you're essentially seeing what she's seeing because she starts to experience visions at one point and she's seeing these people that these episodes are opening up with. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the fourth episode opens up with, uh, what appears to be a woman giving birth, which yeah. comes into play later. Um, you know, and we won't go into details of who these women are, but they are her descendants in some form or fashion. Yes. Uh, they are her ancestors. Um, 
gotta say, this show, I was pissed it was only five episodes. I'm like, damn it. It's good. It's really fun. That's why I think we're, really we're, good. we're gonna get another um, season or another. Because that's the thing about this show, is it's it is shorter than uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. It is literally like six minutes shorter than Killers of the Flower Moon. If you took all the credits out of each episode, it's only like three yeah. and a half hours or three three hours and twenty minutes, something like that. I started watching it at nine eighteen, and I finished watching it at. Twelve thirty-eight, like literally three hours and twenty minutes, and I, you know, watched it up back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, uh-huh. I, was like, I watched the first episode, then had to start my dad's dialysis, and then blasted through it during his dialysis. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a very. Very, very short watch. Like, I've watched shorter movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, or longer movies, I mean. I know what you meant. I yeah, mean, yeah, one, of the ex- one of the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings will be longer than this entire series. Yes. Yes, and if you can watch the fucking extended version of The Fellowship or Two Towers or Return of the King, you can watch this the same amount of time. Yeah. So, but... uh I like one of the, one of the funnier things to me about the show that I think is a good example of kind of just what modern day uh, Native Americans have to deal with is like white people kind of idolizing the culture that isn't theirs. So the scene early on, I think it might have been the first episode. It's in the second episode. Yeah, like him just going by the damn thing, by the damn thing. Like that was yeah. so fucking funny to me. By the damn thing, by the damn thing. Graham Greene's hilarious. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. He's been a bunch of shit I've watched. Yeah, yeah. Most recently, he was in The Last of Us. Only in one episode of the scene. I didn't go, I didn't, I I, IMDB his name, but I definitely, like, I was like, yeah, I remember him, but I couldn't remember what I had seen him in. Um, He's been in a lot of things. Let's see. Oh, well, yeah, I was in like, the Green Mile. I remember that. One of the best things about this show isn't just Maya. It's having fucking Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. Like, we got a taste of his return in Hawkeye. This is full form back to what we enjoyed from the Daredevil Netflix show. And it is a fucking treat. Um, the way that, like, you know, you and I have been reading comics for years. Kingpin is a common, if not extremely big threat to New York level uh, 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 superheroes in the comic books. And one of the big things about Kingpin that's always been done really well is his anger. He is an angry, angry man. However, when it comes yeah. to live action or even voice work, Vincent D'Onofrio is the first one to nail that anger. And so watching him work on screen as Kingpin again, like, it's so fucking good. Yeah, it is. Oh. Because he has a subtle way 
just this perfect, subtle way to show the, his rising anger. Oh, it's so good. And I love how he plays him so socially awkward. Yeah. So inept in dealing with people in a normal manner. Yeah, I was going to say in a normal mm. manner because he does deal with people pretty easily, but. Oh, he deals with them all right. The, like that scene, the scene that was like the most brutal to me was the uh, um, interpreter. Oh, I knew that was coming. Was as like, soon hey. as he said to her, you were dismissed. I oh, was like, yeah. Before he said that, though, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like before I was like, I was like, oh, she's, you know, whatever. She's she's the and he's, he's like, you've been here for all this fucking crime and whatnot. So you're done. He's like, because that's the thing about about Wilson is that he's super fucking savvy when it comes to crime and how crime needs to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, oh man, it's it's a fucking treat to watch him as Kingpin. Like I'm, (laughs) she goes around the corner and you see the fucking tarps draped on the walls and then the floor. It's like, oh, there she goes. (laughs) (laughs) I was the, the part that like. The part that was a little weird to me about that shot, though, was like she didn't beg for her life until just before she was killed. And it was like, you've been working for a fucking crime kingpin for God knows how long, because Maya was an adult in that scene. Um, Yeah, Uh, I think that was, I think, set in 2021, because that's when Hawkeye was set. Yes. Um. So it was uh, one thing we did learn, neither Kingpin nor Daredevil were blipped. So I was going to, I was trying to figure out if that was during the blip, but yeah, because it was 2018 to 2003 that the blip happened. 2023. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. It was 2023. Yeah. 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 So that was during the blip. Yeah. It also so, it also makes sense because if they're trying to make the Daredevil Netflix show canon, which is totally fine, neither Kingpin or Daredevil like died and they continued to do what they were doing. Um, because he even says like at one point to Maya, and I believe it was in 2021, um, like none of us have been able to handle him the way that you did. Um, yeah. You did better than I expected. Yeah, and uh, I'm ready for, ready to give you a job, right? Um, which was fucking dope. Um, but then that means that that Wilson took advantage of the blip and became a bigger kingpin, which is fucking brilliant. If they do that, full kudos. But I need the fucking I need to please cast. I don't care what you have to do, Marvel. Please get me my Heroes for Hire show. It was one of my favorite comics growing up. Please get me my Heroes for Hire show. Yeah, I really, you know, say what you will. Uh, Did they officially announce it? I don't know. I have to look it up now. So Kevin Feige came out and said that everything that was Marvel-based is technically canon within the Marvel uh, uh, multiverse MCU. Which to me was like no shit. That's how that. That's how the multiverse works. Um, well, if, they 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 officially they officially on uh, 
yeah, this week they officially canonized the Netflix shows. Oh my god! Yeah. <sighs> what would be really cool for a fucking which iPod? means Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. You know, say what you will about season one of Iron Fist; it was bad. The Defenders, eh? Right. Uh, season two of Iron Fist was really good. <laughs> right. Well, and that's my thing is that, like in the comics. Because Marvel's tried to fix a lot of the shit they did in the past. So, like, one of the things about Iron Fist that kind of is, is, you know, fucked up is uh, let's make this white blonde kid, like, the the fucking one who gets the Iron Fist. You know, and that's that's an entirely, um, oh, my God, what the fuck is the name of the city that he was in? Kailung. Yeah. Kailung? Yeah, Kailung. And, um... It's an entire, like, Chinese city that's hidden, you know, obviously, because most of these cities are hidden. And uh, he just gets the Iron Fist. Fuck anybody, like, fuck anybody who's been studying since they were even younger than Danny Rand was. It was a whole thing. So in in more recent, I think back in, like, 2014, 15, something like that, the, the Iron Fist is something that is just a name. And anybody who defeats that dragon can become the Iron Fist. So I yeah. think I think there's a comic where Danny kind of gives up the Iron Fist and another kid gets it who is Chinese. Oh. I I've never read those comics. I don't I just read about it happening. But if they did that for the MCU, I'd be 100% down with it. Just give me my fucking Heroes for Hire show, please. God for God's sake. But yeah, I mean, we've got D'Onofrio as Kingpin. We've got Daredevil back. Uh, they've canonized everything, which means we have Frank Castle as the Punisher. We have Kristen Ritter, Kirsten Ritter, whatever her name is, as Jessica Jones. Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. You know. Uh, uh, so the char- the new character's name for the Iron Fist is Lin Lai. Ah. But, you know... Could you imagine a street-level team with Echo and Daredevil and, you know, Spider-Man? Because, let's face it, he he doesn't have any tech. He doesn't have any uh, you billionaire mind, backing like, Avengers, you know. Two of my favorite superheroes of all time are Spider-Man and Daredevil. And I, I read a lot of Heroes for Hire. I can't, I can't say that enough. So I really enjoy street-level crime. Really fucking enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, or I should say New York level crime, whatever. I read a lot no, of the no, get... stuff. I read a lot of the mystic stuff, but that was always my favorite. That was always my go to. Um, and, uh, so watching Echo, I was like, man, I love Loki. I love the multiverse. Like, I really, really do, but give me more of this. Give me more of this shit. Like, that'll be great. I like I texted you because you told me that there was a, uh, a mid credit mid credit scene, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, it would be fucking dope if they like visually f- confirmed the defenders like being back. That'd have been dope, but we get something arguably cooler. Oh yes, oh yeah. We're yes. not gonna say it. We're not gonna say it. Just know nope, that there's a mid credit nope. scene. 
There is a mid credit scene at the end of episode five. If you haven't watched it, stick around. Uh, if you have seen it, you know what we're talking about. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't get over the fact that how good the Kingpin is. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in that role. Ever since the first season of Daredevil, which is, can you believe, 10 fucking years old now. I can, because back in 2019... The MCU was ten years old, so and we're in twenty twenty three. So yeah, when you said when you said, can you believe ten we're years? We're in twenty twenty four now. Oh my god! Look, we're eleven days into twenty twenty four. I'm gonna forget it until like fucking March, maybe April. I mean, uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not terribly surprised. Like. I will say what's really funny to me is that people watching Marvel uh, shows and and movies right now, they're still into it and still enjoying it. They crack me up because they're just like, Marvel's been putting out shit after shit after shit. And I'm like, how old are you? And they're in their 20s. And I'm like, yeah, because you were a kid when the other stuff came out. And you forget how awful Iron Man 2 and 3 were, how awful fucking, um, like, or how mid the fucking Ant-Man movies are. Like, you don't remember that shit because you were not old enough. Like, I've seen people on Twitter, like... Do you remember when, MC, when when Marvel movies were good? And then show the one cool shot where uh, the first time you see Quicksilver using his powers, saving everyone in the X-Mansion. And I'm like, that's the only thing that's good from that fucking movie. What are you talking about? Like, it's, it it's like you have this... good. And you have this whole new generation of people that think peak cinema is um, the... Uh, uh, the prequel trilogy from Star Wars. <laughs> Dude, good lord. Like, y'all have a fucking such strong nostalgia, you can't even recognize when things are bad just because you watched them as a kid. It's wild. But anyway, we should uh, rate, give this a rating and move on to... Uh... This show's an A-fucking-plus. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Nailed it. Every episode is fucking great. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there's so much to talk about. We could spend all day talking about this show, but we won't. It's great. Go fucking watch it. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, well, they dropped it all at once and they don't mean they've not been doing that. Yeah, they dropped it all at once. But if they had dropped it week to week and it was as good as it fucking is, I think I would have been really irritated by the time we by, by the time we got to the end, uh, it, because they're short episodes, and it's like we said: you can watch the entire series in one sitting, one evening, you know, after dinner, or you know, on the weekend. You know, if you've not watched it yet, give it a watch this weekend, dude. Both if my- you liked Daredevil, uh, you'll love this. If you liked Hawkeye. You'll love this. If you didn't watch Hawkeye, why didn't you? That was a great show. Um, but, you know, I loved how the first episode gave her her origin, but took a lot of footage from that, from the Hawkeye series, you know, so we see that integrated. And then we see the before and after of that integration, you know, the consequences, how she deals with it. Uh, it's just really well done. And the fact that they work so closely with 
and submitted their scripts for approval and they didn't want to become, come across as insulting to the culture of the Choctaw Nation. You know, that's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, as for why they changed it from the Blackfeet tribe of, of Montana in the comics is apparently where she's from uh, to the Choctaw tribe in o- Oklahoma. Uh, they said... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm curious about this. Said the the director, uh, Sydney Freeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said basically that the visuals in the comics amounted to a hodgepodge of imagery that made for a, uh, a muddied and ultimately an authentic backstory for the character. Uh, she described this series as an exploration of trauma. Um, you know, and Stephen P. Judd, who is Choctaw, one of the lead writers. Okay. Uh, he is Choctaw, so he helped to bring authenticity to the writing of the series. See, that makes that makes more so. That seems more genuine than the other quote, like because I've read comics where echoes in it, and I don't remember anything being muddied. So you know, whatever. Well, but, that's just that's her take and that's her opinion. I know. I was gonna say, but in, in that regard, but, like if you tell me, hey, so our head writer's Choctaw, and the character in the show is is uh, you know she's Native American why not make her Choctaw so that way the writing seems genuine? <laughs> yeah. That is that is an easy explanation. That's all I needed to hear. The other shit, that's just, that's just fucking... That's just padding. But... Um, yeah, no, I agree with your rating. I think that the show is excellent. It, it, it hits all the right notes. It does... It sets its tone. Its pacing's perfect. Like, like again... If you plan on watching Killers of the Flower Moon or one of the Lord of the Ring movies, this show is shorter than that. It straight up is. Like, I I guarantee you the reason they released it as a movie is because nobody is going to go out of their way to watch a three and a half hour Marvel movie. They'll watch a three and a half hour TV show with episodes. But you could have completely re-edited this entire show to be one long movie. You really could. You could have but I'm glad we got it in the presentation that it's in. Yeah. And honestly, honestly with, you know, how down it, it it seems to be trendy to be down on Marvel. Yeah. You know, I would rather them release it in the, in the fashion that they released it in, Uh, you know, and hopefully good word of mouth will help really help sell this show. Uh, more than the trailers got me excited, you know. Like when I heard a couple of years ago, I was like, We're gonna do an Echo show. I was like, Oh, well, that's cool. You know, I'm all about amputees, lower right leg <laughs> amputees named Maya. I mean, how could I not be? How fucking like her leg, her leg is amputated the exact yeah. same spot mine is, exact same spot. I made the joke, I was like. It's basically the same. Just jam out your ears. Just stick needles in there and take them out. No, no. I got to be able to hear. (laughs) I can only handle one disability. I can't handle a second one. What's really funny is I was talking to my brother about this show because he was curious about why they made her an amputee. And I said, the funny thing is she's not an amputee in the comic at all. Um, She's just deaf. She's just deaf. That's it. And he was like, why do they make her deaf? And I'm like, 
to be a foil to fucking Matt, like, and then later a like anti-hero slash team up situation with Matt, who's blind. Like that's why she's deaf. Like if you want to be honest about it. Um, but the reason that she's what what, what, what what would they call their team name? Helen Keller. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I mean, I mean, no, it's good. It's a good joke. I just don't have a rebuttal for it. Ah, Jesus. What's sad? What's sad is my deaf cat, Charlie. He's cross-eyed as fuck. And I started calling him Helen Keller the other day. And Madison was like, he's not blind. I was like, he's cross-eyed enough. Dude, there's there's clips from this podcast that that I get on TikTok occasionally. Uh, Peyton and Cam are the character are the are the characters are the um, people's names, and uh, Peyton is a fucking moron, like an absolute idiot. Like the stuff he says all the time, or at least the clips I get, are just downright brain dead. However, there's one clip where um, Cam is like, "Hey, Peyton, did you hear that? Like back in the day, they uh, allowed Helen Keller to fly a plane. You know, she grant granted she didn't, you know, from takeoff to landing, she didn't do that. She just kind of controlled the plane in the sky." And he looks at Cam. Peyton looks at Cam with the like uh, fucking dog listening to high pitched noise, kind of head tilt, and goes, "How did they do that if she was hiding in the in the basement or hiding in the attic or whatever?" He said. And like everyone oh. on set started laughing, and Cam was just like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And he's like, "Well, what did I say wrong? What did I say wrong? I'm saying like if like how how did she get out of the the attic in order to in order to fly a plane? Like who did that?" He was like, "That's." He got her confused with Anne Frank. Yeah, he's like, "That's Anne Frank," and then Peyton started fucking laughing, like, "Oh shit, my bad." Um, and I'm just like, "I've Bert, seen so many people do that. I've seen so many people do." Bert Kreischer, yeah, has the best bit, and you can find it on Netflix, um, or not Netflix, YouTube. Uh, Bert Kreischer talks about how when he went to the Anne Frank house. He was making just tons of Helen Keller jokes because he thought Helen Keller was Anne Frank. Yep. It's funny. His, <laughs> his daughter won't let him forget it either. Uh, no. Isla? Elsa? I don't know if Isla. Isla. Uh, so the reason I bring up that whole story, the because we got on Helen Keller for a second, but uh, the reason that, that um, the Echo in this show is an amputee is because Alina, Elena, Elena, Alana. Uh, I just closed the tab. Alakwa Cox, or Alakwa, yeah, Alakwa. Closed the tab. Anyway, the actress who plays Echo is an amputee. That is her real leg. That's not CGI. She is genuinely an amputee and started like not only acting as a deaf woman doing sign language on on set. She started doing acrobatics with a fucking prosthetic, and they were like, "When can you start?" Uh. I applaud her for that so much because my prosthetic is painful. There are days I have so much discomfort that I can't wear it. Um, and my prosthetic is my, it's the exact same length of leg that she is missing that I'm missing. So I know from personal experience how uncomfortable that has got to be. So I, just kudos to her. It's it's fucking rad. I can't she, do it. Yeah, she, I can't do it. I know my physical limitations. I, just, I know your physical limitations. I'm just joking. Um, 
<laughs> you might hear my dog screaming for my mom in a second here because I think she went outside. Yeah. So Scarlet's like, oh my god, that went out. There it is. I hear one. Um, oh. but yeah. Uh, if you've not watched this show yet, we can't recommend it enough. Yeah, it's great. Go watch it. Scarlet agrees with you. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and uh, review Percy Jackson episode five. Five. Episode five of Percy Jackson titled A God Buys His Cheeseburgers. Um, it opens up with the aftermath of the last episode uh, where Percy fell from the arch and was uh, pulled into the Mississippi River uh, in St. Louis. You know, for those people who don't know where the St. Louis Arch is. But while waiting to, well, before they reconnect with Percy because they were concerned that, you know, he was killed, Annabeth spots the fates and she spots Atropos cutting a thread signifying the impending death of someone before she and Grover reunite with Percy. Percy tells them they need to meet with Poseidon in Santa Monica before learning that the three of them have become wanted criminals due to the events on the train and at the arch. Trio then encounter Ares, played by Adam Edge Copeland. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, just because Edge. That's a joke. Well, I, I can, and I did. <laughs> but uh, the trio encounter Ares, who offers to assist them with Percy and Annabeth recover his shield from Waterland. Uh, an abandoned amusement park. The two find the shield inside a tunnel of love, but Percy has become trapped on Hephaestus' golden throne for the shield to, uh, has to become trapped on Hephaestus' golden throne for the shield to release uh, from the statue that it's being held by. Annabeth convinces Hephaestus to free Percy. Afterwards, Hephaestus tells Annabeth that he will put in a good word to Athena. Sorry, the way that you pronounce Hephaestus is, is cracking me up. Hephaestus. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. You pronounce it correctly, but I just rarely... Yeah. I'll explain why I rarely hear Hephaestus pronounced like that. Well, go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, moving on. Ares gives the trio a backpack with supplies and brings them to a zoo delivery truck bound for Las Vegas where they can get assistance from Hermes at the Lotus Casino. Grover then tells Percy and Annabeth that he knows who stole the Master Bolt from his conversations with Ares. You know, because basically Ares and Grover hung out in the diner with just lots of food while Percy and Annabeth don't even get to eat these cheeseburgers that they were bought. It was sad. Um, but no, this is a fun episode. Um, you know, it's 40 minutes long with the credits. So a little shorter episode, I, uh, but it was good. I'm, I'm a big fan of utilizing uh, Greek mythology into stories. Um, so I'm having mm-hmm. a lot of fun with this show. I think that it's, it's a blast. But the reason, just for everyone to clarify why I was kind of giggling about the way you, play, the way you pronounce Hephaestus is that um, there's a game that came out from Ubisoft a couple years ago. I've been trying to suggest it to everyone to play it because I, I know, like if you played it, Maya, I know you'd love it. And it's, I know that it's on uh, PlayStation Premium. At least I think it is. I could be wrong. But anyway. Uh, Immortals for Phoenix Rising? Or? Yes. God, that game is good. But Hephaestus is one of the gods you have to save. 
Well, Ubisoft also made the Uno game. And they have a game mode within Uno that uses the four gods. Each player it plays the role of the god, and they get different powers. Well, Hephaestus was our, always our, our least favorite god to play because all his ability is, is that after you play three different cards, um, you get the power to discard all of one color from your hand. It sounds it can power. be useful. It could. Hephaestus has won quite a bit for us, so it's not like he's bad. It's just it's not as fun as Athena or Aphrodite. Um. But we, we say his name a lot because we're just like, fucking Hephaestus, I got Hephaestus. Da, 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 da. So that's how we pronounce Hephaestus, which isn't wrong. Hephaestus is probably the correct way to pronounce it, and I'm just fucking it up. But the second you said it, my brain was just like, that little accent is cracking me up. Um, but also, we quote Hephaestus all the time because uh, Typhon is like the main bad guy of the video game. And Typhon plays a role in the Uno game where, like, at a certain point, he'll give you basically a cursed card. And if you play a card from your hand that isn't the cursed card, you get an extra card. You just you just draw another card. Um, so you have to get rid of that card in order to stop that, that curse. Um, mm-hmm. When Hephaestus gets the card, he just goes, I hate him. So we quote, I hate him all the fucking time. And the second Hephaestus was like part of this, my brain couldn't stop going to that. <laughs> also, Hephaestus is played by the guy that was in uh, uh, Psych. Uh, Never watched it. Oh, it was such a good show. I don't think it's going to like hold up today. Um, like, you know how... Uh, uh, did you ever watch uh, Scrubs? Tim- Timothy Amundsen, that's his name. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, uh, Scrubs? Uh, yeah. Okay. I love Scrubs. One of my favorite sitcoms ever. Yeah. Fantastic. Psych is, has a very similar vibe to it, but if you took out all of the like super hard-hitting episodes, <laughs> that's the difference. Like The two main characters in Psych are they're big best buddies for fucking ever, and they have a weird way about them that's always entertaining and fun to watch. And then you have other characters around them that are good friends, and then you have like that guy who played Hephaestus in this. Uh, he was like the detective that worked with them. Because the main character of Psych pretended that he was psychic. When really he was just a mentalist. So. so it was a good show. It was a good show at the time. It was on around the same time that Suits was on on USA. Mm. Which I know was a very popular show. Never watched it either. It was, uh, it was good. It was good. But anyway, back to Percy Jackson. Uh, yeah, I really fucking enjoyed this episode. The more that you add gods into it or some strong Greek mythology, I'm like, yes, tell me more. There was a part in this. I laughed so hard. I had to back it up like three or four times and just laughing my ass off. It's with Percy and Annabeth are on the Tunnel of Love boat. And the little animation starts uh, on the walls. And they start playing Hathaway's What is Love. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught it or not. But the little animations started doing the Roxbury head bop. And I laughed so fucking hard at that. I I went in my dad's room. He was watching the episode. It was that scene. And I just started doing it. Uh, see, that's the thing. As soon as the music kicked, before they were even doing it on the phone, fu- I, I, every time I hear that song, I have to do that. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, 
because that movie's awesome. <laughs> Horrible, but it's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's like the way that that Adam Copeland portrays Hades is uh, Hades, but uh, um, Ares. Is, Ares. Uh, it was just so much fun, and the fact that um, I can never remember the goat kid's name. Grover. Grover. Thank you. I know that he's a uh, what the fuck is um, Seder? Seder. Jesus Christ, brain. Find the names of things. Uh, Your brain's never going to find names of things. It's just it it falls into a fucking well and you just can't get it out. Anyway, uh, when Grover is very subtly manipulating Ares, I was like, this is this is awesome because Ares is that type of god. Like if you read the stuff about him, he's very easily manipulated if you say the right things. And so, like, Hermes has done it. Uh, fucking Hercules has done it. Like, it's great. Um, and so, like, they just kind of did that subtly. And I was like, this this is fucking fun. Um, and then, like, the contraption made by uh, Hephaestus. I was like, yeah, he made those kind of contraptions. He made, he made things that were fucked up. <laughs> I think one of the good things about this show, too, and I want to point this out, is if you read Greek mythology or you've watched things that kind of use accurate Greek mythology, it's like the, the Greek gods are all pieces of shit. Maybe not all of them, but most of them are. And they will backstab each other. Like, the stories are fucked up. It's like it's like he said in this, like, um, uh, Kronos, like, ate all of his brothers and sisters and then, and then uh, Zeus was like, okay, I'm going to chop you up into a bunch of pieces and then separate you. It's like, yeah, that's, that's accurate. <laughs> that's what happened in those stories. I just love it. I love it so much. Like, I think that like this show is straight up written like a young adult novel. Like, I know that it's really accurate to the books. And those books are young adult novels. And I think that the simplicity of that is making it fun. It's like they didn't have to solve a big puzzle in Hephaestus's area. It was like just go through the gate, you know. Follow follow the clues to go where they need to go to where the shield is. There was no puzzle to solve when it came to that chair, because that's not how that chair works. The only person that can undo it is is, is, is Hephaestus. Like I'm I'm digging this. I really fucking am. So I am going to give the episode a solid A. What about you? I I give it a solid A as well. I really enjoyed it. Um, Oh, shit. What's up? Sorry. I clicked on a tab and a fucking video started auto-playing. I didn't hear it, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um. I got a funny story for you because uh, this happened. I texted you about it, but the audience can hear it now too. So as I've stated before, my parents are not super tech savvy. Simple things when it comes to their phones or their Roku devices or whatever they're using get very confusing. Uh, for an example, Jeff gave my mom a Amazon Fire Stick to use instead of her Roku. But she's been using her Roku for the better part of two years. Uh, she had to learn how to use a Amazon Fire Stick, and she went, nah, fuck this, and hooked up the Roku back. So, there you go. 
Not that Oroku needs to be replaced. It was Jeff just trying to be nice, I guess. But um, so when uh, when I hadn't finished Echo, I was telling my mom, "Hey, you should watch Echo. It's a really good show." And I'm trying to explain to her as best I can. I'm like, "Do you remember Kingpin from the Daredevil show, Wilson Fisk?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I loved, I loved him as a bad guy. He was great." And I was like, "Right, he's in this show. Like, he's a he's a main." Uh, antagonist and she was like oh then i'm definitely watching it was like awesome because i had kind of hooked her with the like badass woman that's deaf and is an amputee kicking ass and she was like oh i'm interested in that so then when it got to like hurt what her bad guy is i was like there you go that was the hook so she's like what channel is it on again i was like it's an app and it's disney plus and she was like whatever app channel i'm like okay um so I'm sitting on the couch outside out in the living room. I'm watching some TikToks, just kind of relaxing and not you know, using a whole lot of brain power. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I'm list, I can hear what's going on in my mom's room. And I'm like, that's not Echo. What the fuck is she watching? So I get up and I go, look. And she's like in the middle of the first episode of Percy Jackson. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you were interested in Percy Jackson. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I go, the show you're watching? And she goes, no, I'm watching Echo. I clicked on Echo. And I went, you didn't because this is Percy Jackson. And she goes, well, I thought I clicked on Echo. And I went, uh, I don't know how you didn't, but you didn't because this is Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And she goes, well, I'm interested in it now. <laughs> so I was like, cool. Was she watching the first episode? Yeah, first, yeah, she watched the first episode of Percy Jackson. And then she, then she changed it over to Echo after the first episode of Percy Jackson. So I'll ask her later today if she's going to continue Percy Jackson because I think she'd enjoy it if she kept watching it personally. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes because I know that from what I've understood, they want each episode to be one novel. So this season is technically Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, but the whole show yeah. is going to be called and the Olympians. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, any additional thoughts for you, Maya, on the show? Uh, no, it's very enjoyable. Uh, you know, I like seeing the gods in the modern day setting, you know, being the pieces of shits that they are. Uh, and these kids basically not wanting to turn out just like them. Say, you know, my mom told me these stories. She was preparing me. She didn't want me to be like you. So... I'm not going to be like you. I, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm all for bucking tradition just because tradition's there. Uh, I'm all for breaking the patterns, uh, especially when they're harmful and detrimental to others. So, you know, the gods historically are pieces of shit. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yeah. It's fun. It's genuinely really fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. We got three episodes left. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've I've never read the book the books. Neither have I. But I kinda want to. <laughs> <laughs> Get through the fucking Witcher ones first and then we'll talk. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the Witcher books and then I got I got a new brand new Dritz the Urden fucking you know, trilogy that I got to read. 
before I move on after that to something else. Do a chapter a day. I, I'm serious. Like that's how I I can't do a chapter a day. Why? I can't. If I read, I gotta read. All right. I gotta really read. Okay. It's just like carve out time for myself. I will read an entire book in a day, two days. What I usually do is I as I set a goal for a chapter a day for myself, but if I start getting really into the story I'll read more. It'll be more than one chapter a day at that point, but that's how I, that's how I get myself in gear to start reading. Yeah, yeah. But I've seen some people do a page a day. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm gonna forget what I read on that page. Um, well, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, next week we're just reviewing episodes of Percy Jackson. We don't have a movie or TV show, but that's also because, like, like Maya said, she wants to start painting more. I want to start catching up on shows I've missed out on. So, you know what? We'll have a good discussion about next something next week. And, you know, maybe this episode won't last an hour and a half. So, um, Life hack, make a shorter episode. There you go. <laughs> life, life hack, watch one episode of a show. Um, but, guys, follow us on all the social medias listed below uh, so you'll know when the new episodes are live. If you want to support us directly, check out our Teespring store. It has loads of cool merch. Uh, discount code if you've made it this far in the podcast is AQU15 at checkout for 15% off. That's AQU15. Um, Charlie. Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me online on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. Uh, it's a public profile. Uh, follow me. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes I will, uh, talk to uh, people send me a message I enjoy talking about various topics just don't be creepy <laughs> uh, that, that uh, that's me where can people find you Greg uh, you can find me on social medias under Chub Rock Geek that's every single every single social media Chub Rock Geek it's called branding folks uh, but that's it yeah I haven't uploaded anything in a hot minute so it's just old clips on there if you want to go check them out please do they're, they're entertaining I promise They'll be new to you if you've not seen them before. So It's true. It's very true. Uh, but yeah, guys, remember Percy Jackson, episode six next week. That's all we got. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.